actually back doing Barbie Does Dating. I was just looking at the podcast app, and we have not published anything since May of 2020. And that was a COVID one, wasn't it? That was the COVID one. Yeah. And so in the last two years, like in 2020, I think I recorded like one or two on my own, and then I accidentally deleted them. So (laughs) they clearly weren't great anyway. (laughs) So... But I was thinking, I'm like, well, what do we want to talk about? And I was like, well, let's just do a little update. Yeah. Guess who's still single? Me and Steve. Hey. (laughs) Update. Guess who's not? Update. Nothing's changed. Update. (laughs) Things are kind of the same, but in really good ways. Yes. Nick is still very happily married. Yes. With his darling wife and daughters. Um, Steve is still a professional stand-up comedian. Yeah. And... He does not think he's a big deal, but he is a big deal. Not a big deal, but that is cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's happily employed. That's he is pretty good. Very happily employed. And if you don't watch his stuff, you need to go into Dry Bar and do it because it's just hilarious. Yeah. 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 Or, or or whatever. Or wherever you yeah. can find it. Well, but what about you? You've got a whole new business. Oh my goodness! Yes. So at the beginning of the pandemic, the company I was working for. Um, ended up laying off a ton of their employees and I ended up being one of them. And for six months, I was kind of unemployed and enjoying relaxing. And then I partnered with a factory in China and I started my own modest bridal label. So that's what I do. Yay! I love it. Go me! I love it. <laughs> the whole window door opening situation. Let me tell you, it that has been my life. <laughs> anymore I don't even get nervous like when crap happens I'm just like oh because everything always works out and I really like it so I've been very very happy so if anyone needs a wedding dress go look up the modest bridal collection by Barbie and you will find it I've got lots and lots but I only sell to stores so don't call me and say I need a dress because I sell to stores but I'll help you find one Um, <laughs> yeah people for some reason are like do you do custom no can I buy from you no because <laughs> oh, you have a maid in in a in a uh, factory i'm a wholesaler so i sell yeah. two stores and so but if you ever just want to try on dresses or you have ideas call me yes, but I'm very you, blessed. you do always have a a rack of dresses at your house it I seems. Do. <laughs> <laughs> or, it is, or in your minivan it, or in my minivan yes it is fun to drive my minivan and people are like how many kids do you have none i have a hundred dresses <laughs> yeah I'm just creepy dress lady. It is fun to have dinner parties and stuff, though, because people come over and they always somehow like see into my room and you just see like 40 wedding dresses and they're like, what's happening? Because for some reason, a lot of people don't know what I do, which is fine. But people from the ward come over and they're like, I don't understand. So I don't know if instantly or initially they're like, this girl is really obsessed with getting married. Like as if I just have a whole light rack of dresses. I'm ready anytime. Anytime, you guys. (laughs) And we'll have costume changes. I'll I'll, I'll be wearing 30 of these. It's going to be great. Every hour. Every hour. Well, my dating coaches have told me in the past, they're like, don't put what you do for a living specifically on any of your dating profiles. And do you still do that? Uh, They said just put that you work in the fashion industry. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, because if you put wedding dresses, it just makes people's brains go somewhere different. Huh. But yes. Which... At first, I was like, really? And then I've talked to a couple guys, and they're like, no, that's true. Probably if I did see that, I might think that you might, you're kind of obsessed with weddings. And I'm like, well, I am obsessed with weddings, but. Yeah, where do you think dating's going, by the way? 
It's going towards marriage. It's going towards marriage. That is the goal. Yeah. It's either that or starting my cat army. It's happening. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding dresses for cats. Wedding helmets. dresses for cats. It could be a whole thing. Oh. No. <laughs> I would not. I would not. But no. Someone has already, for sure. I have seen them. On Etsy, probably. Oh, my gosh. There's one. Who's the big brand that just came out with clothing for their dogs? It's like Chanel or something. And it's like these little doggy sweaters that are $2,000. Why not? Is it? Am I wrong in that I kind of get upset when I see dogs wearing shoes? And (laughs) I know other people are like, no, but they're paws. And I'm like, so you are suddenly denying the years of evolution of dogs <laughs> from I, I granted I get that we've bred the heck out of them yeah. and like that yeah pugs weren't meant to be like <laughs> <laughs> like there's no like they could use a bigger face <laughs> so we did screw that up but I don't think we screwed up their feet that they need shoes how can we even control the size of their face I don't know it is because now they're breeding them so that they're not so flat because really yeah uh, so they're like, having to do it because it's you have so a bad pug with a big nose you're yeah. like hey hold on to that hold one. on to that <laughs> we're gonna breed that He's puppy right there get that <laughs> nose weird. back to normal nose that's right <laughs> doggy proportions as steve knows i am sadly addicted to tiktok oh Uh-oh. dang the pandemic and i was like no that's dumb i'm not gonna get on it it is like crack and i watch a lot of dog stuff yeah if and you're friends with barbie on tiktok she <laughs> she will send you no less than 20 videos a day. At least. Oh my gosh. At least. And Maybe I'll a... open up. Let's let's just see. No, Out of curiosity, don't. should I see? You haven't been on there in a while, no, have I you? Haven't. I oh, haven't. Well, I'm it. curious. Do What's it. The... So let's see how many Oh, messages I'm not on Barbie. TikTok, so I don't 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 do it, but it's wonderful. Do it. Where is right. TikTok? Okay. Oh god. Okay, we got <laughs> The Rock here. Oh, The okay. Rock. Uh, 137. Not, not too bad. Horrible, actually. Not too bad. 137 dog videos, and they're mostly dog and funny. Yeah, and and since when? Oh, he hasn't been on for a while. Yeah, I don't really know how to know. It's been a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. a couple weeks. But I also <laughs> there's like six people that I forward videos to, and I send certain things to certain people. Steve gets all the dog ones. Yep. Kim gets certain ones. Jeff gets certain. Like, we all have different things. Like, some of my friends don't like cats, but some of them do. You know. Oh, that's nice of you to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's Steve curating appreciate content. this cat in a bridal gown. <laughs> and now, he, now you know that he doesn't like the shoes. Yeah. I just, I don't know. The only time I can really see it is on asphalt, because it does burn their little paws. But I, I've heard that if it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah, but they know to not go on that, right? I mean... You got to trust the dog to not just stay on there and sizzle away. It's when people are walking them. And so they have no choice but to like be. On. I know it's a whole All thing. Right. Yeah, I yeah. guess it, I guess there is some merit. I saw it in fall time, though. Well, and I see people doing it on the trails and stuff. And I'm like, what is yeah, dirt? On the trails? I'm like, that's dirt. their paw probably wants to have that. They would like that. They want to connect with the earth. Can, yeah be like all grounded. I don't know why we're single. Dogs. We have great things to talk about. We have wonderful <laughs> conversations. Welcome to Is Your Dog Grounded? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing uh, doggy yoga. Uh, of course, <laughs> downward dog <laughs> being one of their favorite poses. 
And we'll have a whole line of essential oils for your dog. Essential. <laughs> uh, what would dog essential oils be? Oh, be I like, don't know. They, I can tell you this much because we've had this issue with our cats. Oh. Our, we have a cat that sprays. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And there's a spray, like a, a solution that yeah. we got that is like a peppermint spray. And you spray it uh -huh. on wherever they go. It's essential oil. They're because genitals. They, and they don't like no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, sorry. Just sizzle those little berries. No, it's the, it's, they don't like the smell, so they don't go near it. Okay. So that's not cool. for them. If you I have mice, it will also keep them away as well. Mm. Okay. We had, we had a mouse in my house. I don't know. I, I'm not freaked out by them. I should be. I'm not Why? freaked out by them. But we had them as pets. I know. That's I'm like, that's oh, they're darling until they burrow into your dishwasher. I was just at my stepmom's yeah. house in Virginia. She lives on 40 acres. Yeah, they'd somehow chewed through one of the hoses. And she's, she's older. She doesn't use the dishwasher. She just does everything by hand. And I went to open it up. It is full of just uh -oh. mice pee and poop and every piece of Kleenex and cotton they could possibly put in there. And... Oh. I thought I was going to have to burn it. it you got to be careful with that. Probably should have burned There's it. some diseases there. We're, I closed it up and I'm going to get her a new one. But let me tell you, now, yeah, I don't have any issues with like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> don't like you. Well, I suppose any pet or animal yeah. could get out of control. Yeah. But that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, we're going to talk about dating and crap. Anyways. <laughs> well, can I, I, I want to ask something because we didn't get to do this, but. Yeah. I can't remember how many months ago was it that we did that sound bath? When did Jill do that sound bath? It's been at least six months, I think. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So Heidi and I went. Mm -hmm. We met up with you guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was funny because I think Steve said something yeah. while we were there that said that we look old now. <laughs> no, I said. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you mean? And you're like, you look like parents. And I'm like, well, we've been parents for over 20 years. Well, let me let me so, give some background yeah. on this. I'm, since I'm curious what that looks like from a single person's perspective. We did what's called a sound bath. There was no nudity or any bathing, <laughs> just to clarify. So yeah. we, we were being go, grounded. Yes. Steve and earth. I go to yeah. a mid-singles ward. And my mid-singles ward, actually one of my best friends, Jill, does energy healing. And she does what's called a sound bath, where you come into a room and you basically lay down and they like play these crystals and, you know, all that stuff. It's yeah. actually really neat, but it was at a why it was at a mid singles activity, but Nick and Heidi came, which was great. But I remember having this conversation and thinking the same thing. It's because you have kids mm -hmm. and in my head, when I see you, like, I'm like, they are grownups. Yeah. And because then when we you have were kids. At, at because you have kids. Okay. And then when you were at the singles activity, I was like, oh wait, we're all the same age. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. that it like I didn't see it that way mm -hmm. until it was in when you were in that context. So when I see you like with at your house and here's kids mm -hmm. and here's responsibility, and this is a dad, you're like, they're older than me. And then you see him uh -huh. at a singles place and you're like, you are my age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually, this was actually a topic that I wanted to talk about. I mean, we guess, I guess we could talk about it now. I was talking with somebody this weekend about, I feel like, you know, the term like 
the Peter Pan syndrome. And you hear it a lot about the people that live in Provo that are like 28 or 30 and they're always hitting on the 18-year-olds and then there's this Peter Pan syndrome. And I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, we are the Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, sure. Because in truth, we don't have large responsibilities. We just don't. We're self-employed. You know, we can do what we want kind of when we want. We don't have children. We don't have mortgages. We don't have a lot of these things. I mean, some people, not us. I mean, some people, (laughs) not you and I. But even a mortgage, like, that's just a payment. But, like, when it comes to, like, real responsibilities of things, we don't have them. And I I appreciate my mid-singles ward, but one of the things is you can't be a member of the ward if you have custody of your kids because you need to be going to church with your kids. Ah, so everybody in our ward, the majority, I would say, have never been married. Would you say that for your ward? Um, I don't know. My ward might be like half and half. Maybe half and half, but definitely okay, yeah. not more than 50% by any means. And this is 31 to 45-year-olds, but we're all just kind of around the same situation. I don't know. And I'm like, we're just kind of in Peter Pan syndrome. Well, let me ask you, did that change anything like did you did it motivate you to change your situation being around let's just say quote unquote mature adults even though i don't see myself that way sometimes like these responsible parents did that change anything for you or just recognize the difference what are your thoughts steve no because i didn't change anything right I, i think it just made me realize if anything well maybe it did change a little bit from mm-hmm. the fact that I'm like, oh, you know, you should start being a little more um I don't know if responsible is the right word, mm-hmm. but uh I don't know. There there's a degree of of owning up to like, hey, this is the the time of life that you're in. Mm-hmm. You're using it maybe differently than uh than you anticipated you would sure oh okay and not that i mean i think a lot of us are in that boat and a lot of us uh i think especially in the church and stuff like that yeah you'd love to be married absolutely and and so it's not like you've been avoiding it Mm -hmm. i mean sometimes um i think we avoid it subconsciously Mm. this is something i learned from i finally uh, ponied up and started meeting with one of uh, Barbie's dating coaches. Me too. And and uh, learned. Are, are of, you willing to say who? Yeah, yeah. I meet with Chris. I meet with Chris okay? as well. I, oh, okay. I don't know what's uh, allowed or not. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I say it, it's fine. She it's just absolutely. Can't she say can't it say it, but you can say it. I can say it. Yeah, yeah. Kristen. Um, so cool. Has, so cool. Yeah, and she's been fantastic. Man, she's um, great. And and one of the things that I kind of was like we did a little sort of quiz thing and I'm a Gryffindor. No. Uh, <laughs> knew it. We did a quiz and uh, it said... So can you date other Gryffindor? I can only date, yeah. <laughs> Gryffindors can also date Ravenclaws, but Ravenclaws <laughs> can't date Geminis. Geminis? Wait a second. <laughs> That's different. And the year... Of, anyways, um... But yeah, like like we talked about uh, attachment styles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was very eye opening to be like, yeah, that definitely is me, mm-hmm. and that which I always like horoscopy stuff. It's not horoscopy, yeah. but when you go, 
that's me. <laughs> it feels like it's a horoscope. But this was one of those things that was very eye-opening and helpful to be like, oh, yeah, I do mm -hmm. do that. And it sounds funny because does it change your behavior, suddenly putting a name on your behavior? Mm -hmm. For some reason, yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's weird to me that it's like, now that it has a word, I will do something different. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Something to the power of language, I guess. And um, yeah, so anyways, I agree that with was that. really cool to learn uh, some of my habits in dating. Oh, yeah. Like I just started. I've only had my second session. So I've known Kristen and Lauren for years, like eight years. And I did see Lauren for about a six month time, but it was really more of a therapy rather than coaching per se. And still some of the best things I've ever learned so incredible. And then I, while I was actually in Virginia, I just had a feeling I'm like, I think I need to talk to Kristen and be like, hi, I'm going to give you money. Let's be serious about this because I'm somebody who's not, I need to be held accountable. And so I was like, here, take my money. And I've only had the two sessions, but man, let me tell you, it has been, she's so encouraging. I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way. I'm assuming you mm -hmm. do. But she's so encouraging and in such a positive way. But she has made me look at things in such a different way that I'm all... I've been looking at... I hate to say I've been looking at my ward differently after. But, like, I'm 42. And when I turn 45 or 46, whatever, I'll get kicked out of the ward. And I'll go to a family ward, which I love family wards. But one of the things with me is I've always liked men that are older than me. I mean, not like 70 or whatever. Maybe if they have enough money, maybe 70. Um, <laughs> and a heart condition. And a heart condition. You know that that's my dream. Rich with a heart condition. And But I prefer to date men who have been married before. I like to date men who already have kids. Maybe because I don't want babies. I don't want toddlers. It's not something I've ever really wanted. I have really bad anxiety. It's not great for me. But I love teenagers and I've always wanted that. And so it's been funny because after working with Kristen, like I go to my ward and I'm like, these are wonderful men who do not have enough life experience for what I'm looking for. Mm. And it's been really weird. Like, man, the guys in my ward are incredible. Incredible. Like we just got a new bishopric and they called one of the guys from the ward to be the second counselor. I think he's like 34 or whatever. And he's up there and I'm like, that he is great, man. And he's hot. Girls, he, he is so good looking. But I'm just looking and I'm like, he is awesome and not what I want. Like, I, like just talking to Kristen twice has changed my mindset. And I'm like, none of this is what I'm looking for. So. How did that change, though? Just I mean, talking to Kristen? Yeah. I mean, would you have gone for this guy before and now you're not? <laughs> no, I just like to look at him. Oh. I've never really particularly <laughs> been interested in him. But because he's, he's a lot, he's younger than me. And one oh. of the things. Okay. So I was texting my sister and I'm like, oh, man. Female attendance in my ward is about to go way up because it's nice to look at him on the stand. And nice. she's like, well, do you want to date him? Is he dateable? I'm like, he is dateable, not for me. And the main reason, especially I don't go for younger guys than me, is because they want babies. And that's great. That is awesome that you guys want babies. I don't. And so it's kind of just a basic thing with me that I'm like, I'm not going to worry about that and have to have those fun conversations. Hmm. Not that he's like, Barbie, hey, he's not. He's just a super good guy. So I'm curious, though, because if you go back and listen to our old episodes, mm -hmm. we talked about dating into your 40s and stuff. Yeah. As far as the whole ticking clock thing. Yeah. That you and Kylie talked about how that girls your age sure. are freaking out about it. 
Yeah. You don't seem to be freaking out about that possibility. I never have. Okay. Ever since, I mean, really all my life, I've never been like, I need a baby. And I've always kind of thought something was wrong with me, so I don't really talk about it a lot. And I'm like, but I love teenagers and I love older kids and that's what I want. And like, really just start since talking to Kristen, I've been very okay with being more open about the fact that like, that's not who I am and that's not what I'm looking for. And it's okay. Because I kind of before I always felt like, because I'm just like, "Uh, I don't want people to think I don't like kids. Kids are great. That's great. Not for me. I, but I'll marry a dude that had 10 kids tomorrow. Fine by me. Just don't have me give birth to them. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Please don't make me. But anyway. Wow. It's hmm. been very eye-opening for me. I don't know. Yeah. One of the things, I'll just keep babbling. One of the things I really like about Kristen, though, is she's very good at changing the way you think about things in a very natural way. Like, I don't know. Steve and I haven't really talked a ton about how he's worked with Kristen and stuff. But for me, one of the things I like, instead of sitting there and being like, tell me about your dream man. Tell me what he looks like. She told, sat down with me and she's like, okay, tell me your life in 10 years. If everything goes perfect, what's your life like? And it it was more of describe how your bedroom is. Describe your Saturday. Describe these things to me. And for some reason, that kind of changed. It was like, oh, in 10 years, I would like to live in this part of town. My dream is to have a view of this. In 10 years, I want my business to be successful enough that I will still be traveling a lot. And I don't know. She just was like, and then she was like, is there a guy there? Great. What does your Saturday look like with him? I don't know. It just really helped me in a way, instead of being like, well, he needs to be funny or he needs to be this and blah, 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 kind of putting it in like the list form. It was, no, this is how I want our life to be. I want him to have kids that I can then make my family that, you know, however his ex is, like we can incorporate everyone. And it just made me so happy and hopeful. It's the most hopeful I've been in a really long time. Yeah. I don't know. There's something with you like visualizing. Mm -hmm. And really, um, yeah, not just, you know, when people go, what's your five-year plan? But mm-hmm. in, in not just doing that, but also kind of visualizing what your five-year exactly. plan or 10-year or even one year looks yeah. like. And how to sort of take the reins of your life and do it. Yeah, that's pretty It's just a very powerful. different way of approaching it that, I don't know, I found very eye-opening. And very effective. How how do you think that'll change your approach to dating? I, I mean, so one of the things she told me was she said, okay, so now when you meet guys, instead of being like, do we connect? Because my biggest problem is I give too many people a chance. I am not picky enough. That is my oh. number one issue. Okay. And because I'm worried about hurting people and I'm worried, I'm very worried about like, well, what if I let the wrong guy go by? And she's like, he is a crackhead. It's okay that you can let him go. And I'm like, but I've dated the crackhead before. And I tend to date guys with all this potential that turns into nothing. And I know they're like, don't date perfection, date potential. And I'm like, that's great. But there has to be a happy medium is what I'm learning. Like, you can only talk so much about these plans that you have. And it's like, hey, you're 45. You've literally not done any of those things. This is clearly a follow through issue. But um. Now, by dating, we're talking about not Uh just going on a date. We're talking about having a relationship. Yeah. So you've had multiple relationships since we recorded last. Sadly. Oh. (laughs) Not even multiple. That's not where I was going. I don't think I'd say multiple. 
had two. Okay. Two and a half-ish. But well, that's an update, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's mean, an update. That's a big deal. Clearly ended yeah, great. Good. Ended yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you not want to talk about <laughs> no, those? No, I then? will. I mean, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. I Okay, so let's go back. I dated a guy in February and March of 2020. That was the biggest mistake. And I knew going into it, it was my same pattern. Well, but he seems nice. And, oh, I want to give him a chance and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here's one of the things Lauren taught me was she was like, she's all, you do this thing where you give everybody a chance, especially losers, and they end up dumping you in the end because they know you're not the right fit. And she's like, just because you're giving them a chance and you're a great person doesn't mean you're the right fit for this person. And that helped a lot. She she used the analogy of, I am a cashmere coat who has been hanging myself on the goodwill rack. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've had a lot of light bulb come to Jesus moments, especially no? with right. Lauren. But it, she was like, Barbie, you have to realize, she said, you are a cashmere coat. Everybody can admire a cashmere coat. It's not going to be for everyone. People are going to try it on and go, this is incredible. This is so nice. I've never had something with these features. This is amazing. And then they look at the price tag and they look at the care instructions and they say, nope, not going to do this. And they put the cashmere coat back, even though it's on the rack at DI. She's like, stop putting yourself on the rack at DI. Stop it. Okay. So I try to remind myself that a lot. Even when I look like a homeless person, I'm like, I'm a cashmere coat. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. So why did this other guy not go anywhere? The second. The second one? Yeah. So I dated him earlier this year. I think it was about the same time. I think it was like February, March, April, something like that. He was up in Idaho. We actually met online. He's a good guy. He is a sweet, wonderful man. Um, Divorced. Couple kids. Um... He, he's, his ex-wife broke his heart, and but they still were very friendly and stuff. And at first I was like, that's great. And then as we got to know each other, I'm like, she's a little too involved in this for my comfort level, but okay. It was still new. And normally I have a rule of like, I don't want to meet your kids till we're really serious. But there was an art exhibit that I was like, would you want to come down to this? And he's like, well, I have my kids that week. And I said, well, if you're comfortable, would you want to bring them? Because they're teenagers and I love teenagers. So they came down. We went to this art exhibit. It was fabulous. I loved his kids. And I knew that was going to be a problem. I'm like, I'm going to fall in love with these kids as well as him. And they went home that weekend. Unbeknownst to me, his ex-wife was watching the dogs at his house. And the kids got home and were like, oh, we met Barbie. She's amazing. She's incredible. And the ex-wife got very upset and came to him the next day and said, I'm still in love with you. I want you back. Oh, boy. So at first, he... Because I talked to him and I said, here's the deal. My rule is if you can make it work with the mother of your children, you need to make it work. Like, that is my rule. And so he was like, okay. And I said, I want you to take a couple days. I want you to go get a priesthood blessing. I want you to pray about this. I want you to take some time. And that night he called me and he's like, I just met with my bishop. I want to pursue things with you. Like, that needs to be done in the past. And I was like, okay, if you're sure. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, it was an emotional moment. It was like, oh my gosh, this might be the guy I'm going to marry. Like, holy crap. And then the next day, I could just tell something was off. And then that night we talked. I was like, what is going on? And he's like, I don't know. And he was backtracking completely. 
And I was like, okay. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, well, maybe I do want to try things with my wife. And I never said this, but I was like, this is why I wanted you to take a couple days. And, you know, he was like, I'm just really torn. I don't know what to do. And in that situation, I said, well, then I'm going to decide for you. Like, you need to go work that out. And maybe someday if that doesn't work out, maybe you and I can be back together. But for right now, I can't. I can't be a part of that in any way, shape or form. And so that was that was that. Have you followed up? Uh, No, I do. I'm not going to lie. Instagram stock a little bit just to see. (laughs) Um, If they're back together, they're not living together. But they it's kind of it looks like it's the same situation as before. And I'm like, you know what? But that's my answer. I couldn't be involved with. I want pe- I want whoever I marry to have a good relationship with their ex, but I can't have their ex coming over to my house and just hanging out. I can't have and having a voice. Yeah, like I'm not okay with that. Yeah. So, not saying that like you do you. That's great. And and looking back, I'm like, man, he had a lot of features that I loved, but a lot a lot of qualities that I'm like that wasn't going to be the best for me. So, that's okay. And since then, I haven't. Have I even gone on a date? I've gone on a couple dates, but I haven't really been interested in anybody. Hmm. So I've been really just like, I just need to work on me and work on my job right now. Like my career is kind of at a pivotal moment where I can really grow the business. And now I'm just working with Kristen. And because I asked Kristen the other day, I was like, am I supposed to be making an online dating profile right now? And she's like, nope. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) We're holding off on that for a minute. Hmm. So anyways, there, that's me babbling. (laughs) Maybe Maybe you should go on a cruise. Maybe one where Steve's working. Dude, I've told Steve, I'm like, when am I going on a cruise? I I know. (laughs) Because Steve's really good with me and my other two roommates. And we're like, so are we allowed to come on a cruise? (laughs) You buy a ticket. Well, we're like, we'll pay. (laughs) We don't care. They let me take guests. Do they really? (laughs) But it's, you gotta have worked. Uh, A Mm. lot of the lines are still using COVID as an excuse. Yeah. Oh, and so they're like, "Well, a little more time, and then we'll let you have guests." Mm-hmm. And so, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Well, what about I, you, Steve? What's been your uh, dating time for the last two years? Um, I I dated a great girl for a a long while, mm-hmm. and like super long time, mo- the majority of the pandemic, and then and then we broke it off like uh, about a year ago. Just because just wasn't going um, anywhere. Did you get y- bored? Yeah, I don't know. I you know, it's funny, like when I talk about the things that I learned from uh you know, from Kristen and things like that, you yeah, you start to realize, oh, I was doing this thing and that was causing her to do like I tend to have uh avoidant mm-hmm. behavior and which for some reason sometimes avoidant people sometimes are uh paired with anxious people very much and it's a very dangerous combination and because the more i would run one way the more that they would chase but then eventually when things turn around then then yeah and it just ends up being this very weird tug of war yeah Um, that's me and heidi heidi's the avoidant i'm the anxious Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was very avoidant yeah and i think i probably broke this poor girl's heart too much with my avoidantness that eventually it was just like I don't think it was repairable I don't I don't ever think that that's totally true I think everybody has you know if you want to make it work you will make it work um that sounds like the most serious relationship you've ever had it it probably was mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
yeah, I, I've never uh, almost been married. And this was one where I really was seriously considering it mm -hmm. and was like, kind of like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty ready for this. Wow. And then, uh, and then just, yeah, just fell yeah. apart. House of cards. It's crazy. That's pretty big though, to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, so that was good in yeah. some ways for me to finally be able to start to visualize what that, what married Steve looks like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he he's, can be a grown up too. He's so much older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. That's mm -hmm. cool. Cause you start to go, oh that, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool to yeah. be able to like plan a life with somebody and, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's definitely been an interesting two years, oh, let me tell you. Man, and, and I miss the dog a lot. <laughs> oh. I know. He's a, <laughs> such a good boy. <laughs> he was the cutest dog. And he likes me a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. He likes me so much. <laughs> Can I have the dog? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're not together. Yeah, you, it's hard because you can't explain to the pup what's going on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. So has it been like a separation fault? You don't see each other? You don't hang out? Um, yes and no. I mean, I thought that it was going to be that at first. And mm -hmm. then I don't know why, but felt impressed to reach back out. And so, but I still don't see her very often. Yeah. That, mm. That's yeah, but thing. not. I, you know, and it's interesting that the idea of, of should you do full hard breaks yeah. at the end of relationships and some people always do, some people never do. I tend towards the, I don't, but that being said, um, I'm not still in touch with every girl I've ever dated. Yeah. If I reached out to them, they'd respond. Most of them. Um, you'd still be friendly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have girls out there like with a voodoo doll of Steve. No. <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I will make you do. <laughs> Screw Stupid. you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I have been getting migraines since I dated this one <laughs> this girl. This is weird. You and your avoidant <laughs> emotional technique. Avoid this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh. So, and I don't know what is healthiest, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think it is healthy to sort of eventually not be talking to that person every day. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, sure. Not every day. Yeah. Or, or even, yeah. Cause eventually you're going to have somebody else fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's interesting, though. That's pretty cool, though, that you yeah. had that good experience, even though it was, you know, it didn't end with, it, Marriage. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool to see how, like, I, I met her because she saw me doing Zoom shows during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Which was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people met a lot of people during the pandemic. You know, I was actually going to say it's, I think a lot of people did a lot of more dating with a purpose mm -hmm. during the pandemic because it wasn't just, let's just go out. We're going to go have fun. It was like you couldn't really see each other all the time. You couldn't go out to restaurants. You couldn't do these things. So it wasn't as flippant, maybe. I think we've all gotten a little, not. It was like, it wasn't just something to do. Yeah. It was a little bit more serious. Yeah. You kind of had to plan it. 
Yeah. Right. It wasn't you just show up wherever and let's go hang out. It was what's open? What can we even uh-huh. do? And you had to think about it. And you weren't like, oh, I have another date tonight. And then I have five more dates this week with different people. It was a very <laughs> different situation. Well, it's kind of interesting now that I'm thinking about it in relation to the bridal world. So one of the biggest problems we have with brides coming in stores was before the pandemic, the girls would come in, find a dress, fall in love, and then be like, okay, I have to literally go try on every other dress in every other store, and then I'll make up my mind. And the stores are like, what? We are putting in all this work. We're buying all this inventory, and no one's closing a sale. And it's very frustrating. And then during COVID, it was like heaven because Mormons were still getting married like crazy. It did not (laughs) slow down, man. And even though they weren't getting married in the temple for a certain amount of time, they were all just getting married civilly and then just getting sealed as soon as they could. And so because they couldn't be going to every store, they were able to go to one store, have the moment, find the dress. And their mindset was, okay, I found the dress. Moving on. Let's grab the dress and go. Well, now that the the pandemic is completely over and everything's back to normal, every store I've talked to is like, it's worse than ever. Girls are coming in. They're in a dress. They're crying. This is my dress. They're taking pictures with mom. This is incredible. I can't wait. Then they go in the dressing room and literally come out and go, okay, we need to go to five more stores. We'll let you know. It's like you literally are crying saying you found the dress and they're in this mindset worse than ever of, yes, but I have to make sure that everything else out there is not what I want. Oh, that's that, what's a rough thing to put yourself through. Well, really. that's, we wouldn't do that with your spouse. And that's my thing is I'm like, we used to tell this to girls when I worked in a store because they'd be like, well, I love this and I feel like it's the right one. But what if I'm missing something? And I'm like, OK, well, you're engaged. Are you still dating other people? Well, no, it's kind of the same thing. Once you find what you're looking for, stop looking, stop dating, stop doing these things. Yeah. But I think we've gotten. And so. In parallel, I'm like, it's kind of the same thing to me with dating. I think people are getting back into almost worse than now than ever. In some ways, they're like, oh, I'm back. I'm having five dates this week with five different people. Men and women are saying the same thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just dating. And no one's dating with like a purpose anymore, where before it was everything had a purpose. Would, would you do you think that and, and I don't know if this is a fair assessment, mm-hmm. Do you think that because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and them being stuck with a person yeah. during that time, whether they were dating or not, maybe that's like a roommate or something, that they got a sort of different glimpse of what marriage might be, having to be around someone as much as you would? Or is that not even like analogous? So that's not even the same thing. I don't know. Oh, being, having roommates there well, constantly yeah that you just uh-huh. kind of had to be around a very limited set of people i definitely was more annoyed with one roommate yeah <laughs> if he anything <laughs> i saw more marriages end during the pandemic because of that yeah i say a, i saw a lot of marriages end during the pandemic. well and maybe that's what people are scared of exactly right they're they're going oh my gosh what if what if what if yes and and what if we were in a pandemic? Is this someone I could be with in a pandemic? Which yeah. is a question you would have never asked before. Never. Right? You would have been like, what are we going to do on our free time? And what are our hobbies? And now it's, what if I get in another pandemic? Can, yeah. I, can I stomach this person? Well, was it difficult? I mean, you were here suddenly at home a lot more. Mm-hmm. I was home all the time. My job already. allowed me to work from home. Yeah. Well, no, not already. Because of the pandemic. Because of, because of the pandemic, um, yeah. I, I think the thing that, Actually, 
I kind of loved it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I love my wife and kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, and I've chosen to love them mm-hmm. over and over again. So that's, it doesn't feel like that that was a new decision for me. It was a new circumstance, but it wasn't like a new decision. And so with with me, I, I kind of loved it. It had its challenges, but it was never like, oh, I don't want to be with this person. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting phrase to say, I, I've chosen to love them over and over. I think that is key, that it's like you have to play an active role in any story of romance or, or whatever, that it's yeah. like you have to, it's not going to be just like this magical path. So, something that um, I was taught that this is something that I, I meet with another uh, therapist person. Yeah. <laughs> we got lined up. Definitely. <laughs> what My a Monday mess. therapist. Yep. But uh, she, she said, you know, I'll, you need to, both parties in a relationship need to vocalize their wants. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that it's romantic to think that your guy's going to show up with flowers, but maybe tell him you'd like to see him show up with flowers every once in a while. Yeah. Doesn't mean that he's not going to not surprise you with it, mm-hmm. but do let him know that you like that. And yeah. that way then he knows to do that. Because if you just go, he just needs to know. Oh, then it's, we're so guilty of it's, that. It's, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> but I, And I think guys do some, some of that too, where <laughs> it's not necessarily like he just, she just needs to know. But maybe it's more that they just don't share. Yeah. That they don't say what they uh, would like or or whatever. Yeah. And I, but I, I think that kind of relates to the the choosing aspect that you are consciously saying, "Hey, this is I'm I'm an active participant in this, and I'm going to make some some choices that they grow the relationship." Yeah. Well, so many things that all the movies that you see so much speak of something that happens to you. Romance is something that happens. Mm -hmm. I found this person. They found me. Like, oh my gosh, there they were. I found them, you know, like a buried treasure or something (laughs) or a lucky penny. But it, it, in reality, you, yeah, you can find all sorts of people. Um, But you, you have to choose your spouse. You have to choose your, your eternal companion. And it's not a one-time choice. There's many circumstances that'll come up where you have to keep looking back at not just if I'm going to choose this again, it's I'm going to choose this. I want this. Mm -hmm. I've committed to this. And I've asked them to commit to me the same way. And so ultimately, it can be boiled down to that a a marriage that works is one where you're constantly re-choosing. Yeah. And when you get into a pandemic situation and you just get so frustrated with this person and you feel absolutely stuck, you don't choose it. And so it breaks apart and falls, you know, but I think the pandemic just kind of surfaced the problems that were already underlying, but um, it doesn't surprise me, but I, I can see why from viewing dating from the, from the perspective of someone's not married, seeing marriages fall apart during mm-hmm. the pandemic, I think you start to think, man, I thought those guys were good. I thought they had a solid marriage. Yeah. Well, you can. You can have a solid marriage, but then it, you can also stop having one. Yeah. It's still a choice, and you can to not have it. 
It's true. I mean, well, we have a friend, a mutual friend that's going through a divorce right now. And and it's hard because some people, you know, you always hear people of like, well, you need to date somebody for five years before you get married or you need to do this or you need to do that. Yeah. And honestly, guess what? Things can happen that you literally could never have sorted out or never have guessed or never have known. Like, but you're exactly right. It is a choice every day. Am I going to be faithful to my spouse? Am I going to do these things? Am I going to continue to love them? Yeah, we may not like each other. We may be arguing, but you're still going to love them and choose them and want to be in a marriage. So, yeah, that's what I want. I don't know. We've been babbling yeah. long enough. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say something say on, that, on that five year thing, because uh, I I had this pointed out to me. There was a study that was done that it was like, OK, so what is the ideal length of time to mm -hmm. date and know someone to uh, guarantee the most successful? You're going to stay together and stay happy marriage. Yeah. And uh, they said it was between uh, six and eight months. Absolutely. Which okay. is kind of funny. Like, it's Absolutely. way shorter than you would expect. That's how long and, we did it. And then they said, engaged. anytime after about a year and a half, the odds start to decrease mm. in your favor. Isn't that interesting? Um, why do, you, do they say why? Do they make any conclusions on that? I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if they were able to, to get any conclusions. And that being said, I, I've had plenty of friends mm -hmm. who have gotten married after you know dating a long time and they're still together i've had the opposite mm -hmm. also so i don't know what is the right i don't know that there's a magic number yeah yeah i think there just has to come a point where you you just made the decision that this is what i want and i want to i want to work through whatever comes up yeah yeah because that person's that amazing to you yeah i think there is like a a bit of a a trigger pull that it's like there has to be some sort of leap of faith. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like, I think we've learned that lesson in almost every aspect of life. Yeah. That it's like, hey, if you don't have that leap of faith moment, then maybe it's not going to be that big of a deal. And, but man, those things where you have that, okay, I'm going to, and you have those monumental mm -hmm. moments where you're like, I remember this day because that's, that mm -hmm. I think of like the the day that I that was my last day of a regular job yeah. where it was like, OK, now I'm going to just try to make comedy work and make this and make this my job. And I remember like that was a big leap of faith yeah. day. Mm -hmm. And I th think of how many good things have come from it. And then, you know, I feel like right now I'm in a leap of faith moment. <laughs> Cruise ships are hard, guys. <laughs> Uh, there's, hard to a, work. there's a yeah. scene in uh, Seinfeld that's one of my favorites where Elaine goes, it's not easy. Sometimes they don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's the hardest part of the uh -huh. job. Sometimes they don't laugh. And you're like, yeah, that is so stupid. <laughs> that, that is the hardest part of it. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> And when you're on a stupid boat and these 80-year-olds are just staring at you, and you're like, anyways, that's the punchline. <laughs> Did you say that? No. Oh, you, you should have totally said that. You should have. Anyways, that's the punchline. <laughs> and this is the and end of the show. And punchline means that's where you're laughing. <laughs> 
You guys okay? Do you need to put your teeth back in? How, how would, what would help? I have heard people die on a cruise ship. I had somebody faint mid-show. Oh, really? Last, uh, yeah. Broke glasses and stuff like that. Oh, dang. And he got up and he was like, <laughs> he I goes, I'm 81. It's too late. <laughs> Was this like the 1 a.m. show or something? It wasn't that late, but we were Alaska time, so it's like two hours mm. different than oh. here. And I don't know where he's from, you know? So it was 10.30 at night Alaska time, which is probably, you know... 1 a.m. or later for yeah, him. Yeah, probably. Who knows? <laughs> and so he just... He's like, shouldn't be up this late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He started. He, he had to have medics take him away. He oh yeah, didn't want to? Yeah, like, he was kind of grumpy about it. Was he, he hammered like, or just tired? He was drunk as well. Oh okay. And he's like, "I'm 81 years old, for goodness sake." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. It, it was the highlight of that show for me. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else too. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Okay, you have to tell, before we like end this, you have to tell the story. One of my favorite things is that Steve is so humble about his job because he doesn't know that people know who he is. So you tell him about the plane that you were on? Oh, well, oh, that the was doctor? A, it was a cool yeah. moment because oh, yeah. uh, I've never, I've been on a lot, a lot of planes mm -hmm. and I've never been on a plane where they go, do we have a doctor on board? And that's, call went out and there's this kind of like oh boy and um two uh emts actually came to this one guy who was having chest pain mm -hmm. and um i noticed the guy next to me is kind of watching and then he talks to one of the flight attendants and they go well you really should and he goes okay so he gets up and uh i start to see and he has like they give him a stethoscope and he's listening to the guy's chest and he's doing all these things and he's talking with them. And I, and I talked to his wife. I was like, wow, this has got to be a first. And she goes, you'd be surprised. <laughs> really? She's like, this yeah. is the first time it's happened on a plane, but he is constantly doing this. And I was like, oh, what a good guy. Anyways, he comes back down and we talked for a while and he realizes I have a big interest in medicine mm -hmm. and talking. And he's like, you know this stuff, huh? And I was like, yeah, well, I wanted to be a doctor. And and then he goes, hey, wait a second. <laughs> and and he, <laughs> he goes, he punched me in the arm and he goes, you're the pirate him guy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> he's like, I know you. And I was like, ah, oh, this is crazy because I feel like I'm the famous person. I feel like I'm with the famous person on the mm -hmm. plane. Yeah. And so we had this really fun moment of being all excited about sitting next to each other. Cool. <laughs> and then we shared a cab into New York City. And and they're yeah. like friends now. We're going to... Um, Aren't they coming to one of your shows? Yeah, they're yeah. from Salem, Oregon and are, are nearabouts. And I got a show there in, in next month. So yeah. I'm going to awesome. see them again. I just love that story. They're it just really makes cool me happy. People. That's yeah. awesome. Just as soon as you realized, you're the pirate guy. Yeah. <laughs> the pirate He home. hit me kind of hard. <laughs> like, now fix it. And he apologized. <laughs> he was like, I'm sorry I hit you so hard. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you're excited.
That's awesome. I just had to have Steve tell that story because it just makes me happy because <laughs> he is. He's a cool guy. Okay, maybe I guess maybe we've babbled enough for this episode. The catching up episode. The catching episode. A catching up episode. We're back. But I have talked to a couple people that I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to start re-recording the podcast. Jill, my roommate, who is like our biggest fan, she has been telling people, she's like, oh, my gosh, they're re-recording again. We're so excited. So apparently people listen. So and yay. In an amazing studio. Oh, my this gosh. Is, uh, Nick's <laughs> Murder studio. Room Part 2. Murder Room Part 2. Dying in style in this one, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick decided to build his own, like, what do you call this? That's my studio it's office. It's a studio in like his backyard. It's so nice. Like this is a professional recording recording studio. I hope so. So, so, but it has no windows, which makes sense. There's but, one in the bathroom, <laughs> which is not in the room we're there in. There you go. <laughs> so, but the bathroom is very nice. Cool oh, yeah. fixtures. It's super nice. It's like a spa. Yeah. It's, it's my little oasis. I'm telling you. So we're just excited to be here. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. And we're just excited to be recording again. I don't know if Steve is. Steve I am. Just, yeah, this is cool. Steve's so great. <laughs> He's just along for the ride. I forget that I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My favorite's when people, where were we? We're at a fireside or something and somebody came up and was like, I love the podcast. And Steve was like, oh yeah, we do a podcast. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How cool. <laughs> we do that. Anyways, okay, we have lots more topics coming. If you have ideas, let us know, but we will be talking about more. Any other thoughts, Steve? Be good. Okay. That's, that's deep, good. man. Yeah. I mean I like that. Any other thoughts, Nick? <laughs> not not yet. Okay. I'll go round up my cat army soon. So it's gonna be great. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.